Shalom and welcome to the Tikka Satsadik Daily WhatsApp Group. I am so excited to be jumping into this amazing Sefer, especially here in the month of Elul, a month of exploration, discovery, passion, inspiration. And really, that's what this Sefer, that's what this book is all about. So first of all, the goal. The goal is to complete the Sefer together. And with that goal in mind, the schedule is that Sunday through Friday, I'll be sending out a voice note in the morning. I will be covering one to two pieces from this work depending on the length of the piece at hand. Some of them are shorter, some of them are longer. And of course, it's available on Safaria. And I'll be posting the relevant pieces into the WhatsApp group and any other information or ideas that come to mind while discovering and teaching this, I'll be posting as well. So that's the goal. The goal is to finish the safer and to really expose ourselves to this amazing author. And now a few words about our author. Rav Tzadok HaKoyen Rabinowitz of Lublin was born in the 19th century in 1823, and he passes away in the year 1900. And what's amazing about him, and as many point out, that this work, Tzitka Satsadik, is autobiographical. It's really about his emergence and his transitioning to from one world to another, and really trying to attempt to bridge these two worlds. And those two worlds being the two dominant religious worlds at that time period, one being the Lithuanian Misnagdic world, and the other being the Hasidic world. And of grows up in the first world, and he's really identified as a prodigy at a young age. And it's only at the at the attempt for him to dissolve his first marriage. And again, there's a lot of debate of exactly what happened um, to this marriage. But basically, his wife refused the bill of divorce, known as the get. And in order for him to get remarried, he needed something that was called a heter meyer rabbanim. He needed the signatures of a hundred great rabbis in order for basically him to allow to get remarried. Because Zooming out for a second, as an Ashkenazic Jew, he was beholden to what something that was called the Edict of Rabbeinu Gershom around the year 1000, who decreed that polygamy was prohibited. It was illegal. And therefore, for him to get remarried, to get out of his marriage, that, he, that again, was uncomfortable for both of them, he needed that. And of course, it led him to start traveling all around. And as he's meeting with these great figures, and people write about him, there's you know accounts from both sides, from his account and others, meeting this young, prodigious scholar. And it's when he meets Rev. Mordechai Yosef Leiner, of, known as the Ishpitzer Rebbe, also known as the Meashiloach, after his collected work, his life is transformed. In fact, whenever we are going to read in the Sefer that he uses the word shamati, I heard, that means he heard it from the mouth, from the teachings, the oral teachings of his Rebbe, Rav Mordechai Yosef Leiner. And really that begins an entire transformation that culminates in becoming the figure we know today that's, you know, that is collectively known as Rav Tzadok. And Rav Tzadok was a prolific scholar, you know, for much of his life, for about 20 years after the death of his rebbe, of Mordechai Yosef Leiner, he basically goes into seclusion. And he's just writing copious and in a prolific manner. And it's only later, in the last few years of his life, that he agrees to take on the role as an admor, as a rebbe of Hasidim. And it's only, and unfortunately, he passed away with having no children, either from his first marriage or his second marriage. But it was his students and his uh, stepchildren, actually, who we are, or we owe a debt of gratitude, who are the source of the material we have today. He has shaped, you know, the the currents of twentieth century and twenty first century Jewish thought, whether it's Rav Cook or of Huttner and others. And I'm really excited, as I said, to jump into some of his teachings with you today. 
one other note to add before we begin. So I'm using what's called the Tzikas HaTzadik edition with the commentary called Ni'imus HaTzadik, the Sweetness of Righteousness, which was composed by Rabbi Moses in a couple years ago. It's a great edition where it's a running commentary and explication, and that's what I'm going to be using as we study this together. So at the top of the first piece, the first Os, Os Aleph, number one, it says, With the assistance of God, this collected work is called literally the righteousness of the righteous. So that, that phrase, comes actually from Tehillim, comes from Psalms, where the full Pasuk reads, for the God is righteous and he loves righteous deeds. And it explains in the footnote that if you add up the numerical value of it, you get the Hebrew date of 1848. And as Mosin points out, this was one year after he became part of the court of Mordechai Yosef Liner. So already we see the beginnings of very recent after his, his shift to the, the world of Hasidos. So Rav Tzadok writes, Reishis k'nisas ha'adam lavros Hashem tzarich lihiyos b'chipazon k'mo shebetzino b'pesach mitzrayim. He says, the beginning of person's first entrance when it comes to serving God needs to be done with chipazon, needs to be done with a sense of swiftness, a certain sense of alacrity, like we find by the original foundational Korban Pesach, the Paschal offering that we had, the Jewish people had historically in Egypt. As it says, that, that there was a requirement to eat it with swiftness. But that obligation, that requirement wasn't so, wasn't a feature of the continued observance of this mitzvah, of the consumption of the Korban Pesach. Now, Rav Moses points out here that the reason why there was this need to act swiftly, he says, This was the first mitzvah, the first commandment that was given to the Jewish people. Now, it is the case that we, we talk about how that the first mitzvah, in fact, if you see the first Rashi in the Torah, in Bereshis, mentions this, that the first mitzvah was Kiddush HaChodesh, the sanctification of the moon, the creation of the indigenous, authentic, natural sense of Jewish time. Now, what he could be referring to is that even though that, starts, that creates a framework for how Judaism is meant to be lived, the different rhythms on a monthly and yearly basis, the first actual mitzvah is that of the Korban Pesach. So what is Ritzadok trying to do, setting up this contrast between the original act of the Korban Pesach in Egypt and how it is observed subsequently? So he continues and says, But Neisha Haschala that was a lot of words that just translate all together. It says that because the beginning, we have to detach ourselves from all of the, literally the pleasure of this world, which we are have been connected to. And we have to sort of, we have to grab hold of, we have to take possession of that moment, really it could be a moment of a sense of being awakened to what the true will of God is, and to go ahead and to grab it. Lachvoz means to, to snatch something, and to go ahead and to use that as an as a entryway to, to create a moment of inspiration for ourselves and to build upon it. Ulayacholi says, it may be possible. And I think those two words are really a key to understanding this first piece. 
There's a certain sense of realism that Rav Tzadok is bringing to our religious lives. You know, the fact that we become so habituated to what we do. We wake up, we go to work, we go to school, we have certain interactions, and over time, certain habits build up and become part of who we are. In fact, there's a book, I think it's called um, Atomic Habits, where it mentions how basically I think 51% of what we do on a daily basis is by rote, is the source, is, is due to our habits. And of course, that means if we have good habits, then we're on our way to a good day. And if we have bad habits, then that means we're heading in a bad direction. And so even with a book called Tzikas Atzadik, which kind of sounds like it's setting the bar so high, it's talking about the righteousness of the righteous, and we can think to ourselves, well, I mean, we're not righteous, I'm not righteous. And the reality is, what I'm saying is that it's hard to be righteous. It's difficult. Change is hard. In fact, I want to go back to that phrase used before of the fact that we need to take atzimon bikol taivas om hazeh. We need to detach ourselves from all of the impact of pleasure seeking in this world. And at first glance, it could sound very negative and it's not really speaking to us in the 21st century. But if you think about it, we, we are so shaped by all these other factors societally, familially, that are shaping and creating these habits of mind and behavior that make it so hard to change. And so living in this interconnected web of, of influence, in fact, there, there was a professor, Cass Sunstein, who wrote a whole book about this, how you know, we like to think how we're so independent and autonomous, but yet we're so shaped by these other factors around us. And so Sons of Tzadok, if you have that moment, and hopefully you know, the Svarim tell us, the great you know, Hasidic Rebbe's and the Kubalim, the Kabbalists tell us that this month, Elul, is a time where that's possible. There's greater possibility of shifting then you have to grab hold of it with two hands. You have to say yes, and not just think about it, but actually do it. Because when we do something, we make it more tangible, and it becomes much more a part of us, and we can integrate it into who we are. And if that's our attitude, then we will be able to change. We will be able to grow and to soar. But continues with Tzadok, just as there's this place for a kinetic, frenetic approach to Judaism, taking hold, taking advantage of those moments of inspiration, at the same time, continues with Tzadok, And after that moment, that frenetic pace, then a person returns to a sort of a patient, more temperate pace, like the modality of Pesach Doros, the Pesach, the way Pesach was observed for the rest of history. And what I think Rav is trying to say is that it's only when we have the right foundation can we then have a sense of stability. It's only when we have that moment of that flash of inspiration of what is the true, yes, direction of our lives, can we then, and we concretize it, can we then say, all right, now I can slow down and go take a more gradual pace and not be going at 100 miles an hour, because, you know, that's that's not stable. That's it's instability for constantly going for the highs and never having a sense of, of functionality and stability. To sum up this idea from Atzadok, I can't help but think of an idea, a quote that I heard once, the name of Rav Hirsch, which is that life as a Jew is about the mundanity punctuated by moments of transcendence. To realize that on a certain level, there are so many beautiful ideas that animate our lives as Jews, as those who are committed to Torah and to a life of serving God. But to also realize that those amazing ideas and moments and values require other things as well. Those are the moments that aren't going to inspire swiftness and alacrity, but rather patience and slowing down and deliberateness. And also on a personalistic level, to recognize that it's important, it's very important, it's vitally important to be able to go fast, to go after, to, to think something and to go with it and to internalize it. 
But we also need those moments of self-acceptance and self-care to have that patience with ourselves and to not always have these crazy expectations of speed of things happening. And with that, hopefully, with that mindset, we'll begin this amazing month of Rosh Chodesh Elul on the right foot, placing ourselves on this trajectory of righteousness. So I hope you have an amazing rest of your day and looking forward to continuing learning with you tomorrow. <laughs>